If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from DC and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. First, a quick programming note. We have one more special guest episode for you over the holidays, and we're excited to drop that one for you next week. I know many of you are traveling to see family over the holidays. This will probably be a shorter show, but we had to talk about Colorado and even more good news as we close out the year. Alex, I'm happy about closing out this year. Trust me. Uh, where where should we get started? Yeah, I wanted to continue the the good news into the holiday season. Joe, I saw a tweet from you that that I thought was worth reading. I, I think you sent this this morning as we're recording this. You said, and this is a follow up from our conversation last week. You said there's always been a lag of several months, but this will show up in polling prior to 2024 elections. And the headline that you shared was U.S. consumer confidence jumps to five month high and home sales eke out gains. Yeah, uh, this is, again, more positive news. The second time we've had really good consumer confidence numbers going up, uh, and this was a significant jump. Uh, consumer confidence index rose to 110.7 in December. You're seeing like labor market differential increases. That increased to 27.5 from 23.0. Existing home sales gained nearly a point in November. But again, that's moving up. It's going in the right direction. Medium hope prices uh, rose 4%, $387,000 from a year ago. And you know, you, you keep seeing this, the more, none of those other numbers really matter, even the existing home sales gaining, et cetera. I mean, it's a good sign, but what's really significant is the consumer confidence rising. I mean, people saying that they, they, they're answering these index questions about do they feel better about their economic future? And it's jumping big time. Uh, these are big leaps. So we had that last week. I think we were talking about the Michigan University of Michigan index. This is the U.S. Consumer Confidence Index. I mean, they, they both have signaled pretty strong. That one, I think, was a 13-point jump um, in, one, in, in one month. So you're seeing these occur now. And again, this leads back to the stupid ass question that you see over and over again on the, uh, you know, with the talking heads. But why, why, if the economy is so good, do people not approve of Biden and his numbers are so low? It's because any, and I keep saying this, I'm going to repeat myself again. I know that bugs people sometimes when you listen to our show, but it's the way it works. It is because there's always a lag, always has been a lag between the perception and the reality. The reality is the longer people perceive there's been a downturn, the longer it takes them to perceive the new reality that things are moving in the right direction. And so when they start, when you start seeing these consumer confidence numbers jumping like this, you know that in three to six months, you're gonna see this in the polling data. 
on the way they feel the economy's looking and the way they're likely to approve or disapprove of Biden uh, on the economy, those are all going to move in the up direction, which will make it a little tougher for the MAGA GOP to keep screaming, but inflation, but gas prices, but he's wrecked the yeah. economy, gas prices, all that, all the negative stuff that they were piling on is going by the wayside and will have less and less reality around it. Um, you know, we've had gas prices now going down, I think every day, it's now every day for 80 days or something like that. So look, I just think that this one in particular, just um, when you, again, it's not just that we're seeing the, you know, good labor numbers still, good jobs numbers, the, the, some of the growth that we're seeing. But it, when, when you start seeing consumer confidence moving like this, it's just months away from when people will start answering uh, those economic poll questions a little differently. And I think, again, the three things I see happening to give Biden a much bigger, I think, a, a better chance and a much bigger margin than he had last time in 2020, when he did get 51 percent, are, are the three things. It, it, it's this, that the economy, actually the same thing that we were talking about in 2022, the economy is going to be better by the time we get to this, this election, much better the way people feel about it will be. Two, the contrast will become even more stark between Trump and Biden, and Trump will continue to do that. And I think the other thing that's uh, like, we said this last time, external events, and we've already had a few like this week, which we're going to get to, Colorado, for example. There will be uh, things that happen here. Uh, that people wouldn't wouldn't have necessarily predicted, or that we you know we'll see we won't know what the impact the impact of them are, is unpredictable. Um, we'll see what that's like too. But I think in the end, the doubts that are growing about Trump are going to way outweigh Biden's age and some of this other stuff that's been weighing down on Biden. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland, chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Well, let's get to that externality, Joe. From good news for Biden to, I guess, more news, more good news for Biden. One of the one of the big things we got to talk about, uh, in case you've been living under a rock, the Supreme Court of Colorado ruled that Trump is now ineligible for the ballot in Colorado. They threw him off the ballot uh, because of his role in January 6th, formatting an insurrection, et cetera. Um, I should note that Colorado's deadline to print ballots is real soon. So this has to resolve very quickly one way or the other. But, you know, what on earth? Like that came out of nowhere, didn't it? 
Well, no, I mean, it's been going through courts and the different states have already tried it. And, uh, you know, or different plaintiffs have tried to take it in other states. And it, uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, you procedural and otherwise, they were, you know, they, they didn't make it to, to, to actual judgment. This one, look, I'm, I've always been of a mixed uh, uh, feeling about the, about the 14th Amendment. On the one hand, anything that stops Trump from um, returning to the White House, I'm all for. Even if, you know, even if I don't, you know, don't think it's the best way to do it. And personally, I, I want to crush them at the ballot box. I think that's the best way to to yep. to push back and to to end MAGA. Um, the one thing I've learned over the years is that crushing defeats have a way of making a party re rethink what the hell it's doing and, and its course. And if there was ever a party that really needs to rethink what the hell it's doing and the course it's on. Uh, it's the MAGA Republican Party. But, but so, it, you know, so one, I want to just state that, uh, you know, clearly that, that I'd prefer to crush them at the ballot box. Uh, uh, and I think and I think that's going to happen. I think this could play into it, though, for a, for a bunch of reasons. Well, you know, as I pointed out, I think I may have talked about this a little bit on the last last episode. But one of the things I think, uh, yeah, it was it was the biggest worry Trump's got to worry about. He's worrying about. They should be worried about the 31 percent, I think, of Republicans who say if he's convicted, they're not voting for him. That's a pretty that I mean, that just says to me, look, that 31 percent. Well, wait a minute. They just had to contemplate that when they got asked the question. Right. In other words, they're, they're sitting out there floating out there. They're for Trump right now. But when they oh, get yeah. asked, hey, if he's convicted, what are you going to do? Well, I'm not voting for him if he's convicted. Well, a Supreme Court of the state of Colorado just said that. He is an insur insurrectionist who should not be on the ballot. Now, Trump is going to scream, you know, it's it's them trying to stop me, the deep state, the courts, you know, you should decide. But I think every one of these actually starts to make that 31 percent. Forget for By the way, that's a Republican. So forget about what happens with independents and others. But I think a lot of these people might start to think, hey, you know, Nikki Haley's not so bad. DeSantis is not so bad, right? Yeah, I mean, DeSantis I'm not pretty bad. Talking, well, no, they're they're all bad. That's not my <laughs> point. I'm talking about I'm talking about these people that are for Trump, but are actually saying, "Hey, I won't vote for him if he's convicted." So I think every one of these court things, you know, sort of like makes it a little bit riskier to stay with them. It, it could. But I think the other thing, though, is that, um, look, this is definitely going to drive his base insane. Mm -hmm. Already is. Yeah. Right. It, it already is. They're already making death threats to judges and officials. And, and that you got deep red states. They're already making noises about throwing Biden off the ballot. Again, I think all of this is likely to, again, build up that contrast that I was talking about. Number two, the contrast between Trump and and the and MAGA and and Biden and, and and us doing the work, so I think this starts to shape up. Could could possibly shape up that way. And the other thing is, you know, it's really is it's really kind of interesting. But ultimately, this will be decided by the Supreme Court, and it's likely. I know, every, I, I know a ton of people, including you and I, are doubtful that the Supreme Court will do what's you, you know, will actually do what the what the law says and and uh, and, and yeah, rule. It's three Trump he, judges, 
Clarence right. Thomas. Yeah. Elite, like, no way. Well, the thing is, I think this, I think Roberts and the court understand the historic significance of right. what they'll be doing when they rule on this. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see. Well, but there's arguments on both sides there, to, right? Yeah. The historic yeah. significance. Right. No, but I'm saying it'll be interesting to see how that weighs on them or doesn't, you know, how they, how they basically play this out. But I think it could basically remember this is the court that over, overturned Dobbs, the Dobbs decision, I mean, overthrew through, uh, Roe v. Wade. What I'm saying is this could, this could all play into that contrast. What kind of country do you mm -hmm. want? What kind of Supreme Court? And I think it'll be interesting to see where the Supremes come down on it. I'm like you and others, uh, and our good friend, Doug Jones, who are doubtful <laughs> that, that uh, the court will uphold this decision, but we'll see. I think in the, in, in the interim, though, the way the right wing blows its gasket is going to be, is going to be helpful. The other side of that, though, too, is we should not underestimate how inflamed his base will be. Uh, I mean, and energized to, to vote for, you know, to come out and vote. Um, so this does, it again, gets back to the, the, the fourth thing. We got to keep doing the work. We got a lot of work to do just because the economics numbers are going to be right better, just because the contrast between him and uh, Biden and Trump is going to be even starker. The, it, I think there, this puts a big stamp on, hey, everybody, do the work, because they're going to, he will use this to get his people to turn out and be on fire which they will. And I do think they'll overreach and do some, unfortunately, really crazy stuff that unfortunately do harm to, I mean, you know, it, it could be good. I hope that this does not, you know, really make people do some crazy ass shit like we saw on January 6th is what right. I'm saying here. I mean, being try to try to, but, but he's completely, you know, he, he will be unhinged and he will, uh, I think, you know, urge urge his supporters to, you know, to stop the courts and stop this from happening. So the interesting thing too, is he's, one of the things they've done now is ask the Supreme Court to not intervene immediately to Jack Smith's uh, request to uh, make a speedy decision about whether he has immunity or not, Right. whether the president's got immunity or not. They're at, they're, no, no, we don't want, the court should not be involved in such things. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, not not now. So I think part of this will be it's going to be really interesting to see how how this plays out. But I do think he's losing it. He's starting to really lose it. The walls are squeezing in on him and and a lot of his supporters. He's going to lash out. And uh, I think that that will create a backlash that that will also make it clear um, that contrast that we've been talking about. Can I ask just a wild hypothetical that I saw somewhere on Twitter, and I'm just curious your reaction. So let's say he's ineligible in Colorado. Does that make any kind of impact on the national GOP or other states saying that hamstrings him? He's not going to get those electoral votes now, regardless. Let's move it. Like, it, could that be kind of a cascade effect or even have some kind of, okay, he, let's get him off the ballot elsewhere? Or are they just too far in the, in the throes to, to consider that? Well, I mean, first of all, it, it, you know, Colorado in the, in the grand scheme of things probably does not matter. 
much. Uh, he was never going to get those electoral college votes. I don't think, you know, they might, the, the Trump people might argue that, but I don't think those are, it, it's like if, if California said he's not on the ballot, I'm not sure it would matter a whole lot. Right. It, right. It, it's that's on not the blue side of purple. It. Yeah. Right. It's not where he got his 200, you know, where you need, where he's going to get his 270 electoral college votes. Um, I think if this were Georgia, that would be significant, right? Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, so, but, but I don't think this one, it, I mean, in terms of giving him pause, giving his people pause, I, I think if it did go through and it was that one state, I don't think it would matter a whole lot to the Trump team and they would still use it, obviously. Right. I mean, the use of it is, so he gets the plus of, look at those, you know, you know, those, those Biden liberal judges who who try to thwart democracy by keeping me off the ballot, you know, your 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 uh, orange god off the ballot, he'll get the plus of that uh, of being able to use it, and it has really no impact on the question of will other states do it. I think it it, it that again is a Supreme Court thing. I mean, if the court, it, I think this is going to have to get heard pretty quickly and moved on pretty quickly. And the court's done that in the past, it's done it 18 times uh, in the last few years, uh, you know, going directly to them and making a, you know, making a decision uh, pretty directly. They've got to make that soon, I think. Right. And there will still be plenty of states where that deadline, the ballot printing deadline is not, not you know, over. Um, so depending on how they rule, for, for instance, if they ruled narrowly somehow that that Colorado was within its rights to do this, but not writ large, not a he's an insurrectionist, it's that Colorado was in its rights to do this. And I, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not. But that would make me think, yeah, the, the, that would be a whole bunch of others. You could see five or six other states go, OK, well, they have the right to do it. Let's see. Right. You know, so I, I'm just. I, I don't know enough about, you know, Larry Tribe or someone like that. We should try to get them on the show maybe oh, um, in the yeah. new year and ask them some of these kinds of questions, particularly since all these cases now are out there and they're all going to have more bearing in March with, you know, whether they're heard or not or whether there's further delays because of, of Trump's delaying con uh, tactics. But I think he he may use this again to... Um, no, he's going to fundraise like you know, crazy. To, off he's it, gonna, yeah. yeah, he's going to fundraise like crazy. He's going to drive his base to inflame them. And I, I do think maybe that's an interesting thing that we should try to do next, early next year, you know, late, late, late January, maybe uh, try to get Larry Tribe on. He's a, a, a friend. I can try to reach out to him. It'd be interesting to get his take on some of this. So, Joe, I know we said this would be a fairly quick show, so I don't want to take too much time on this last thing because you kind of already covered it at the top. But I want you to go back to your crystal ball from, I think it was actually end of 2021. You wrote five reasons we should be optimistic. One of them was the externalities you talked about. Um, obviously, a lot of things have changed. Colorado is, like you said, a huge externality. Um, I'd love for you to go back and look at those five things, get the crystal ball out again and see where you think and maybe add any. So I'll throw them at you and you just tell me how we're doing. So, okay. number one, you said redistricting was a draw. I would probably say it's gotten better quite a bit. Which... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Redistricting, that's like moved big time in our favor uh, with rulings in uh, everything from Alabama. And it, not just the redistricting, but also things like uh, Santos 
in New York, you know, the, uh, uh, get booted out of the yeah. house. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, there, there's been a bunch of things that I think uh, are much better for us map on wise. both the, the way that the, the map wise, gerrymandering wise, for sure. Um, some of the, the, uh, those that, uh, uh, you, you know, I mean, th they have a lot bigger problems with, um, in the house than they had and their margin is now down to almost nothing anyway. Right. So no, 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 that redistricting, uh, was a draw, uh, which was for them a disaster last time. I mean, they were supposed to have, you know, make, make significant, uh, uh, redistricting gains. They didn't. Uh, and now the courts where they were sued because they had so obvious in what they were trying to do, like in Alabama, like, you, you know, one yeah. seat when it should have been two democratic seats. Well, now there's two. I think you're seeing that. And again, I do think too, the other piece of that, which isn't tied to gerrymandering, but you do have 18 Republicans who are standing incumbents in districts that Biden won, right. who are now not only carrying the Dobbs decision, but also MAGA Mike Johnson as their speaker, and also voted for a uh, inquiry, impeachment inquiry against Biden, and also whatever, you know, yeah. we can just keep an also and also and also. So no, I think on those, on those scores, the way the map is and the people that are in trouble, particularly in the House, yep. I'd much, much rather be us uh, than them. And I'd much rather be us this year than even last year when I thought we were, that there wasn't going to be a red wave and that uh, they weren't going to get a big boost out of gerrymandering, and they didn't. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. So I should also note that New York, where the kind of total failure of redrawing the yeah. lines the last time, Dems couldn't do it. And that probably cost them the house, looking back on it. Yep. Uh, now they have to redraw them, which is a great sign. Obviously, you mentioned the Republicans are down Santos. Uh, you already kind of touched on it with MAGA Mike, but your your second point was Republicans will nominate a crop of loons not seen since 2020. Well, you got MAGA Mike. Uh, you got the guy. You got the guy out there saying that immigrants are poisoning the blood of the country. I think you can probably check that one off too. Yeah, they're going to do the same thing. I mean, look the, in these prime where they do have primaries. Well, first of all, where they don't have primaries, it's probably because there's a MAGA, you, you know, candidate where they do have primaries, and that's why you've seen all these people leave. I mean, they've there've been mass exodus of incumbents uh, on their side as well, and, uh, and you either see them leaving or the you know the primary, if it's an open primary, is going to be won by uh, a MAGA candidate. Now, I do, I it's hard to. To say they'll outdo themselves, though. I mean, look, uh, let's be honest about it. The crop of Looney Tune candidates that they selected in 2022 was truly not seen since, you know, it's a bigger crop of Loon since 2010. I am not sure it's possible for them to over. I don't know, Joe. I think I take that. the bet. 
you might take it, but that's what I'm saying. It's going to be at least as bad. Okay, let's call this one a a, a basically. You know, it was bad last time for them. It's going to be equally it. bad this yeah, time. They yeah, haven't learned yeah, from okay. it. Okay. Yeah. And then exactly. I, I know you already touched on externalities. I think you you pointed out you know COVID going down, which it did. You know the reaction to the Ukraine war and how well Joe Biden did on that clearly helped at the end of 2022. We already are starting to see some externalities take shape for next year. I think there will be more opportunities there. Some of these are still happening. We don't really know has how Israel, you know, the, the Hamas Israel thing is going to come out. I mean, the the reality there is that Biden's been is the only, I think, the only person who could have done what he's done, which was yes, he's stood with Israel. Got that. I know he's taking a lot of flack for that, but but he's the only one who could you who had enough experience with both our with diplomatic strength and the military strength of uh, that our country has to use that in a way that has stopped this from um, expanding into a regional war, which it had all the possibility of doing. And at the same time, as much as people think that Israel has, um, uh, has, has not handled this well or gone over, you know, gone too far in the way it's handled it, hey, it, there's only one force that was there and strong enough with enough uh, experience to make it, and this is always hard to prove, for making it not be a hell of a lot worse. I mean, from not, you know, somebody giving uh, a real blank check and not not uh, not even trying to get those right. pauses that got uh, uh, hostages out. So how that plays out and, 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 um, and will it be as potent today I mean, in, in November of 2024, in terms of front of people's minds, if this is concluded in a month or two, and you know, and if there is some kind of agreement that's reached, uh, by the way, if there is anything go in the way, moving in the direction of a two-state agreement, or even looking at like that's a, a remote possibility, there's only one force on the planet that can help make that happen, and it's the United right. States of America and Joe Biden. So... Um, in a, you know, again, as this all comes into contrast, the same, by the way, uh, with Ukraine. One of the externalities is these idiots could not, may, may not fund Ukraine, period. And maybe Ukraine falls. You know, and that's an externality that could have a major, it, by the way, just the vote of them not uh, approving any aid to Ukraine and just the no votes themselves. I mean, there are a lot of people. They've done, and Biden has, you know, made it clear that it's in our national interests. And there used to be, even this MAGA Mike Johnson was supposedly a proponent of, uh, of continuing support for Ukraine. But as that dwindles, uh, if they do, th their act alone there could be the externality right. that costs votes, is all I'm trying to say. So there's a bunch of things that even on, on, that we already know about that could spin in a way, either way, by the way, I'm not right. trying to, they're not all of them, not all externalities work Are to good. the benefit yeah. of, of, of democracy. And we've seen that, uh, uh, you know, and that's, uh, but, but there will be externalities in, uh, in 2022. I believe that the, those that were likely uh, would benefit democracy, Democrats, and hurt Trump and the Republicans. I think it's the same thing, though. Because in a weird way, Israel and Gaza are 
like where COVID was. What I'm trying to say is a lot of the externalities that have impacted Biden's numbers and knocked them down with young people, with a, a mm-hmm. you, you know, they're they're known and they're only going to improve. In other words, is Israel and Hamas going to be front and center? You know, literally 11 months from now, right? And it already isn't from where, so, yeah, it, right? And and right and with it where it is right now is about as it's done the damage it's going to do to to Biden. It gets better from here. That's my that was my point about COVID last time too. That it was as much of people had. Uh, feelings that, you know, they're blaming Biden for them or, or feeling, you, you know, uh, negative because of, of COVID. By the time we got to election, election time, that would, uh, as low as things had been, they would be better. So I think a lot of these externalities could work even, you know, as they start to play themselves out, could work as much as they've impacted and admittedly hurt Biden right. so far, some of them. I think they uh, they go up from here. That was my argument economically. It was my argument with COVID. I think it could happen. I know it's happening economically right now. That I'm positive about. Not as sure about these others, but and there's others that we don't know about. Right. Well, long way to go. We'll see. Yeah. So last two, which I think we'll save for a future show. You just mentioned Democrats still have time to coalesce. Obviously, with all the third party issues and oh. the primary challenges. <laughs> we. Yeah. No, that's gonna. No, no, no. That's gonna happen. That, yep. It's like. It's like I said, uh, there, there's two things that have to happen here. There's only two ways one of them can get to 50. Uh, for, for Joe Biden, it's winning back people that have voted for him. I mean, yes, there might be some young people that are upset because of Israel, right? Or, or that he didn't do enough about uh, climate change, which I don't know how much more he could have done. But, well, you know, that's not my point. I understand why somebody's, you know, upset. You guys aren't doing enough to do this. And so his job... Our job is, you know, Biden needs to win back people that were with him in 2020, that were with Democrats in 2022. And yes, there, you know, his approval's gone lower with some of these people, and they're they're saying they're undecided or or looking around. That's an easier thing to do. It's a much easier thing to win back people that are already have been with you. Trump's only way to get to 50 is to win people that have never voted for him either time. They didn't vote for him in 2016. They didn't vote for him in 2020. Again, this is another one of those, it's the fourth thing, but I'd much rather be us than, than, um, than Trump. Because, like I said, Biden has to win back people that are fundamentally kind of with him. Uh, they may be disappointed. They may be Maybe they are upset about gas prices. I mean, I, we everybody was. So you know, I'm saying that there's. I'm not saying they don't have good reasons, but I'm saying when the contrast with Trump comes back, when all this happens, Biden's got to win those people. Hey, come back here. This is what I've done. Tell him what he's done. Trump's got to somehow get people. By the way, with the court saying he's an insurrectionist who shouldn't be on the ballot, and 31 percent of his own party saying if he's convicted, I ain't voting for him. All. All these things, I'd much rather be us and, and we still have time to coalesce. I'm pretty sure we will. And that gets us to back, if that's the case, number five was there are more of us than there are of them. And that's still true. I still think not only is Trump got to win people that have never voted for him, but I also think that ceiling he has with that lower ceiling that he had around 47-ish, 46, is 
shrunk. I think it's because of all these issues and, and uh, uh, things that have gone on. And he's still going to get worse as he keeps doing the Hitler stuff and wanting to be a dictator for a day and, and calling out, uh, uh, you know, using, using the language of Hitler and, and the fascists. I think that's going to lower his ceiling even a little further, maybe 44, 45. And, um, and so it's even harder for him to get to 50. He has to win even more people and some are leaving him. So I just think in the end, Biden got 51% last time. And if there weren't third parties running, I think he could get to 53, 50. You know, if Simon Rosenberg wants to get to 55, I'd love it because it would crush them. But I think 53 is more realistic if there aren't third parties. Right. If there are third parties and they're going to be, and we're going to have to fight them and make sure people understand that a vote for a third party is a vote for Trump, and we're working on that. But um, if there are, then, you know, Trump's at 44, I think. And, you know, can we, can we get 48, 49? Uh, I don't know if they can, you know, it, that's where we have to try to, we have to make those third parties as weak as possible. And, and maybe still, can we get, we might still be able to get to 50, but we'll see. Well, uh, but uh, by the way, can't take any of this to the bank. We got to do the work to make it happen. We got to get our people out. We got to help Biden win those folks back. And we got to make sure everybody gets the contrast between, you know, the, the Trump mega cult and Biden and what he's uh, and what Democrats. One thing is uh, there's only one party left in the country that's pro-democracy and you don't have to worry about, um, you know, democracy coming to an end if Joe Biden's uh, reelected. Not true if it's Trump or you vote for one of the third parties that is out there helping Trump win. Well, Joe, I said it was going to be a short show, but you got on a roll with a bunch of positive news. So that's a great place to end for the day and, and almost for the year with that, with the exception of our special guest episode next week. We will have a special guest episode next week. I'm wishing uh, Alex and I wish you all happy holiday holidays. Merry Christmas, uh, however you worship or celebrate. Have a great uh, week here coming up. Thanks, everyone, for listening to That Trippy Show. We've got uh, one more show before the end of the year. I think you're really going to like it. It'll drop next Friday. I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday season. This podcast will always be free with support from our advertisers and is part of the Resolute Square. Check out the latest at Resolute Square dot com slash trippy please subscribe to that trippy show and leave a review on apple or wherever you listen you can always send us a question to that trippy show at gmail.com or leave us a question in a review on itunes alex and i check them out we'll see you next week have a great holiday everybody take care <music>